This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Here is what you've missed on the Rated R Safety Show. You can be within the top 200 of your category or you can be within the top 200 of all. The goal, of course, is always being in the higher ones. Some people are going to be like, no, that's not the goal. The goal is the content. The goal is the content. Well, yeah, it's the content, but you also want to be ranked because let me tell you some stupid shit here. If I'm on Yelp and I'm going to go to a restaurant and I'm going to Spanish Restaurant 1 or Spanish Restaurant 2 and I pull it up on Yelp, and Spanish Restaurant 2 has better ratings than Spanish Restaurant 1, guess which one I'm going to go to? So this is why you want to rank in the podcast universe. Yeah. Think about that for a moment. I don't care. It's not competitive. Bullshit. You're doing it because you want somebody to hear you. You want somebody to pay attention. Well, if I'm only able to impact one person, that is all I'm trying to accomplish. Bitch, please. Why are you lying? You're doing it for a couple of different reasons. Either you want to make money off the podcast or you're doing it for marketing purposes of other services. Just the way that it works. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 it surely does not matter who the host is. Today is Wednesday, April the 15th, normally known as Tax Day of 2020. It is day 106 of the year and only 260 days left for the remainder of the year. At least so we are hoping. Anyways, how are you? How are things going inside of your neck of the woods? Are you in a state where you have to be quarantined? I don't know. I guess it was a question to ask right out of the bat there. So, 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 you are listening to us live and in living color on safetyfm.com, or you can watch us at safetyfm.tv. And also, there's a little chat box there, and of course, we will actually see anything that you have to say. If you go to safetyfm.tv, you can type away, and I can see what you're saying. And someone did shoot across a message from Facebook. It was the only one that I did put across the screen so far. And I can see it today. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Duh. Anyways, besides that, normally we've been starting you off with feature story news, so I don't think we should do it any differently today than what we have in any other day. So let's get you started with that. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. The number of coronavirus cases worldwide has risen above 2 million, and those figures are known to be an understatement of the real situation. The global epicentre of coronavirus continues to be New York, where the death toll has now been adjusted above 10,000 to take account of people who have died of coronavirus at home and who were not previously included in the figures. FSN's New York Bureau Chief Will Denzelo reports. For a number of weeks, first responders have seen a rise in the amount of people that have died at home. Many of the deceased were suspected to have died from COVID-19, but were never tested. 3,700 presumed victims of the coronavirus are now being added to the city's death toll, pushing the number of fatalities to over 10,000. 
New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo says that while the state's daily death toll remains painfully high, the rate of hospitalizations is levelling off. He's announced that the worst may be over, but says smart decisions need to be taken going forward. William Denslow, New York. President Trump's decision to halt funding for the World Health Organization has drawn a chorus of global criticism. At a time like this, where we need to be sharing information, where we need to have advice that we can rely on, uh, the World Health Organization has provided that, and we will continue to support it, and we will continue to make our contribution. That's Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand in the US. Bill Gates, who has warned for years of a possible pandemic, said the decision to de fund the WHO is as dangerous as it sounds. In Britain, the country's new opposition leader, Sir Keir Starmer, is calling on Boris Johnson's government to publish its strategy for pulling the UK out of lockdown. The demand comes as several European nations are gingerly relaxing stay-at-home orders. From FSN's London bureau, Stuart Smith reports. The UK Labour Party says Britain's lockdown exit strategy should be published by the end of the week to allow time for scrutiny by Parliament and to maintain the trust of the public. The leader, Sir Keir Starmer, says he's keen to work constructively with the government, but that the government should be transparent in how it intends to end the lockdown. I'm asking the government, as it were, to set it out so that we can all look at it and, if possible, uh, get the country and get the political parties behind it. The government is expected to announce an extension to the lockdown on Thursday. Stuart Smith, London. Other headlines, retail sales figures in the US have shown the steepest drop in history, down 8.7% over a month ago. Elections for South Korea's National Assembly have gone ahead, with voters wearing masks and being told to stand distanced from one another. And the Tour de France is now expected to start on August the 29th. The cycling race had been delayed by coronavirus restrictions. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I don't know. Why do I always get insulted by some of these things here? Anyway, so, 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 that's the news that's going on by our, by our, well, I guess our friends and partners at Feature Story News, and that's what they have saying. So, of course, you came here today to listen to what I had to say. So, let's get that rolling, because... That's what we do here. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Here is the news on the Rated R Safety Show. So taking it from the very top of the hit list, let's go over what is going on information-wise from this side of the multiverse, as we like to talk about. Anyways, major airlines have agreed to bail out deal with the federal government. The big four included American Airlines, Southwest, Delta, and United, which should receive grants and low-interest loans. The Treasury Department is working out deals with smaller airlines, too. And about $58 billion was allocated to airlines as part of the $2 trillion bailout last year. About half of that amount is expected to keep the airline's employees on payroll through September. So if you're in the airline industry, I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent news, depending on how you want to look at it. Now, I will tell you, I have been taking a look at different posts that people have been posting online of them actually going on flights because there are still flights available. Duh. 
where pretty much they are empty flights for the most part. There was one lady that there was a big news story a few weeks ago, I want to say about a week and a half ago, give or take, that she was going to Oregon, I believe. And she was the only person on the plane. Now, they did make a big deal that they did upgrade her to first class um, on that particular flight. Also, as well, during that particular time frame, they did have a discussion that she was going to Oregon, if I remember correctly, because her mom was on the verge of passing away. So that was unfortunate news to hear. And she did pass away while the lady was there. So that's unfortunate to hear for sure. Anyways, let's continue down the path in a day. The Dow Jones closed up. Above uh, 500 points, Amazon clocked its best close ever. It climbed at $2,283 a share, adding $6.4 billion to Jeff Bezos' net worth in one single day. So not doing bad, Amazon is. I mean, as you are noticing, Amazon is raking in the cash by the stuff that they're doing. Now, they have announced yesterday that they're thinking about adding about 75,000 new jobs. Yeah, that's 75,000 new jobs. So if you are in the in the employment market, I guess, looking for something new, and there is a Amazon warehouse or something Amazon-related, they might be looking in your general area. So that might be something to look into. Duh. So something to think about. Anyways, Mexico drug kingpins are stepping up the, in these difficult times. Los Viagras Cartel is using its network to distribute plastic bags of food in areas of Mexico that are shut down by the coronavirus. And the northern Mexico, the Gulf Cartel, has been distributing boxes of sugar, oil, and other staples, even stamping Gulf, Gulf Cartel on the boxes. Duh. Holy shit, man. Talk about some marketing there. You're marketing your cartel. That is one different approach on doing it. It really is. I, I would have never thought about that. That's something to think about. I mean, look at it. You're going to all of a sudden now say, hey, take a look at my cartel as I'm doing this. I mean, I don't know. I look at it and go, that's much different than what I would have ever expected. But what do I know? I'm just a guy sitting behind a microphone. Duh. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. So, 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 so. Let's continue. A five-year study indicates that not only do flamingos form enduring friendships, but they're also likely to avoid other flamingos. Say what? Duh. The research also indicates that social bonds between flamingos of the same sex, monogamous long-term marriages... And even social groups of three or four. Yeah, that's interesting there. The lead research summarized that finding sayings that flamingos don't simply find a mate. They spend their, their, their time with that individual. We see pairs of males or females choosing to hang out. We see trios and quartets that are regularly together. Now, I'm going to have to tell you as I read this story to you. Think about that for a moment marriages during flamingos i mean i've never seen a flamingo get married have you i mean i don't know so let me tell you this one i thought this was pretty interesting i want you to put yourself in the shoes of charles calvin now if you're not familiar with the name let's go over the story right here charles calvin had been expecting a stimulus money check anticipating 1700 to be deposited into of course his account After news broke that the IRS started issuing funds over the weekend, he was excited. Why wouldn't he be? When he checked his balance on Saturday, he found 
$8.2 million. Yeah, that's correct. $8.2 million had been deposited into his account. He checked again and again, and it was still there. But by the time that he called the bank on Monday, the lottery-like winning had been removed. Calvin, who lives in Indiana, says that he isn't sure if it was an ATM error or if a mistake by the government. But he went from being a millionaire to losing it in seconds. I don't know. Pretty interesting stuff. Could you imagine that you would have been expecting the stimulus check, you received it, and all of a sudden, you see $8.2 million transferred into your account by the federal government? Would you would have freaked out? Would you made a run for it? Would you would have tried to withdraw everything possible during that time? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody does stuff differently. I thought it was kind of interesting taking a look at that story for sure. $8.2 million. Duh. We almost talk about that like lottery numbers all the time. Anyways, Treasury Secretary Steve Muchin says 80 million Americans will get a stimulus money by Wednesday. Those who haven't seen a deposit will be able to see the status of their payment online at some point this week. Now, with everybody who is inside of that group that is expecting stimulus checks, do you think a website currently can handle that much traffic for the people who have not received them? And I haven't really heard a lot of updates for the people who actually had received paper checks previously. Now, you start looking at it and you go, well, crap, I have always been scared of online banking and I wanted to only do paper checks. I don't know if this is a good time for that. Duh. I keep on looking at it and go, this might be a kind of a poor time to start thinking about that stuff. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Early Tuesday morning, a pregnant woman crashed her car into an apartment complex gate, hijacked a news van, crashed it into a small tree on residential median, and promptly was arrested. The news van was on site to cover the first crash. Inside reporter had been working on editing bay while the camera crew was setting up. Then when the woman in question jumped in the driver's seat and took off. The carjacker, 38-old Sequinia Lanford, I hope I didn't butcher her name there, which I tend to do, butcher people's names all the time, had a minor arm injury. The reporter inside the car says that he tried to get the woman to stop, but when she didn't, he, when she didn't, he buckled up for the joyride. No word yet on motive, though the police say that the woman was acting strangely on the scene. Well, shit, man. Duh. What portion would you consider strange? Was it when she hijacked the car? Was it when she crashed the car? I mean, what do you consider strange here? There's a lot of things that were strange, starting off from the very beginning of the news story. Let's talk about that. Come on. Okay, let's continue. Many Americans are trying to grow their own food while they're stuck at home. I guess this would be a good time to do it. This has put a strain on the nation's seed industry. Yeah, the seed industry. CBS News reports that many companies have suspended all new orders so they could catch up with the demand. Seed Savers Exchange tells CBS that they started seeing a spike in mid-March and spiked over the following two weeks. While there is a huge demand, there isn't a shortage. Most companies just didn't have the infrastructure to scale up, weigh, measure, and package their product. Duh. So you have to kind of have to plan for some of this stuff. We kind of knew that a lot of people were already looking at growing their own food before this whole shit show started occurring. 
But also at the same time as well, we have to take a look and go, what is this going to look like going forward? Are a lot of people going to say, hey, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to move forward to. I mean, people are already thinking about starting to grow their own food. There was a lot of, at least in the area that I'm in, a lot of um, popular farmers groups where it's kind of like a farm to home type of scenario where you can go to a farmer, they'll actually kind of pre I won't say package, they'll actually bundle stuff together and once a week, once every two weeks, they show up and you kind of pay a monthly fee and they already have stuff kind of assorted for you. So, I don't know. I think that you might start seeing people grow more and more. Um, I'm a big fan of something called an Earthship. And those things seem to grow stuff inside of that Earthship, which is a form of home that actually has a thermal mass wall. So, that's something pretty interesting there. So, that's something to, to talk about where they do that stuff as well. Anyways, let's continue. A national, The National Cancer Institute has connected a higher daily step count to lower mortality risk from all other causes. The study demonstrates that the connection is not even tied to intensity, but rather total count. Those who took 8,000 steps... It, a day had about 51% chance lower of dying than those who walked half as far. Think about that for a moment. Yeah, think about it. Better yet, 12,000 steps translates to about 65% decrease in mortality than someone who averages 4,000 steps a day. And the findings held across the age groups, genders, and race. Duh. So hold on. My mortality rate goes down based on how much I walk. So am I not going to die if I walk all the time? I don't know. I'm just asking. Just asking the question. Now, of course, this is a news story that broke yesterday. It was a pretty big thing all over the place. They did a talk about it on Feature Story News, but let's talk about it here once again. President Trump announced on Tuesday his plans to halt American funding to the World Health Organization. While a review is conducted to assess its role in the severely mismanaging and covering up of the spread of the coronavirus, he said during the daily task force press briefing. He pointed to the group opposition to halting travel from China during the early days of the outbreak. So it's something to think about here. I don't know if the timing is perfect here. I don't know. I'm not a politician. I am not even a medical doctor for that case. But that's something to think about. I mean, how do you look at it and go, okay, does this make sense to do this at this time or not? Duh. Anyways, let's continue, 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 continue. Did you hear about this one? Yesterday, President Barack Obama was for, has formally endorsed Joe Biden. In the first public digs on the new administration, Obama said Republicans occupying the White House and running the U.S. Senate are not interested in progress. They're interested in power. Obama also said that the election won't be easy because the other side has propaganda network with little regard of the truth. Uh-oh. He added that Biden has also has qualities needed in a president and now called him a friend. Just sharing news stories because I know a lot of people get pissed off when I start talking about that. Anyways, let's go over the lottery real quick. No winner for Saturday night's lottery. Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $22 million jackpot or a $17.7 million cash payout. So before I forget, let's talk about the main story and let's go into it real quick. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So for the last little bit, we've been talking about some different conferences that are taking place, some different things, and I got a hold of some information that I would love to share with you. 
And I think you might be interested in what I have to say. Might be. I don't know. Could be. Let's take a listen together. An update about our safety conference, because we're not going to go into names yet. Like many associations, we have been assessing the impact of COVID-19 pandemic on our education events, including our safety conference. Due to the progression of the pandemic and its cascading effects on safety and health, work, travel, and large gatherings, our safety conference will likely shift from an in-person event to a virtual experience. Our goal is to deliver a high-quality professional content to our attendees as they expected, and learning from the experience that they need to achieve the highest level of personal and organizational performance. You can read more, and then it gives you a link. What this means for our conference speakers. As a speaker selected to present at our safety conference at the destination that they're having it at, we now know that you are wondering what this shift will mean for you in your se- in your session. As you can imagine, shifting from an in-person conference to a virtual event takes additional planning and time. We appreciate your flexibility and support as we work to finalize the event details. We will be in touch with you again by the end of April regarding your session and next steps. In addition, please note that the complimentary full conference registration that you would have received for our safety conference speaker will be honored for your attendance for our safety conference that will be virtual, even if your session is not among the ones that ultimately are selected for the event. Thank you for your support. Our organization has stood by safety for more than 100 years and has overcome many significant challenges along the way. This will be no different. Thank you. For all of you, for our, thank you for all you are doing to protect your workers and support the organization and communities during these challenging times. Please be well and look forward to connecting with you soon via virtual conference. So earlier in the letter, it states that they're not sure that they're thinking about changing it to a virtual conference. And then they're saying that they are towards the end of the letter. But also there's something pretty slick there. When it talks to the speaker and says... That we're st- if even if we don't select your session, we're still going to give you the free entrance to the session. So hold on for a moment. Your conference is not a cheap conference to go to. So are you in return still going to be charging the same price for this conference for people to attend? Now, there's some other organizations that are putting conferences together, and guess what they're doing it for? They're doing it for free. So at this time, with this going on, you're going to potentially change it to a virtual conference, but you're going to continue to charge the same price that you were going to charge in the first place? Are you serious? Because this is not cheap. This is not a cheap conference. Why are you doing this? What all of a sudden tells you that it's perfectly fine to do this? I don't know. I look at it and I go, I want to say on average, it's about seven to $800 to go to this thing. So you're going to go from in-person event over multiple days to going virtual 
and there's no price reduction? And there is a price? I mean, I understand that you have to have sponsors and, you know, you normally charge your high-end sponsors $100,000 a year to be part of your group. But man, that is some crazy stuff. You're still going to charge people? Isn't this the time to step up and say, hey, we're doing some of this stuff for free? We're going to do this as included as part of your membership that we charge you a yearly membership? Hey, we know that this is out of the ordinary. We know that this is difficult times. I don't know. I keep on wondering. Hey, I know that I received the letter or I have the letter. I did air quotes just in case you're listening on the podcast or on the radio. But yeah, that's some nuts. Some some nuts stuff, man. What is going on? I just look at it and go, this is crazy. I think that at this point, you should probably do some consideration of maybe letting people have it for free or say, hey, we're going to charge you because we already did. And if you don't get a refund, what we're going to do is we're going to apply your ticket virtually and then we're also going to apply it to next year. How about we step up as an organization and do some things differently? But if it's just a money grab, then you're doing the right thing. Please prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong that this is not a money grab. Because I have a feeling that if I have to have several letters of the alphabet behind my name, this might just be a money grab. But what do I know? Just a sarcastic dude sitting behind a microphone. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. Anyways, let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate here today. National Glaze Spiral Ham Day. National Rubbery Racer Day. National Take a Wild Guest Day. Well, today's National Tax Day, as I already mentioned. And then National Titanic Remembrance Day. Wow, what's some special days to celebrate there? I know some people are going to be pissed off about what I just said. And guess what? That's what I do. That's okay. That's okay. Anyways, a couple different things I want to bring up about sports real quick. Ronda Rousey opened up about her decision to leave the WWE during an interview with Steve O for his podcast, Wild Ride. The UFC champion said that she decided to walk away from the ring because of the ungrateful fans and a hectic schedule. Rousey, who started in the WWE in January 2018, said time away from her family and all the energy wasted on a bunch of effing or fucking ungrateful fans was taking a toll as much as she loved performing and working with the other girls. It just wasn't enough to stay. So that was one of the things you said, and the the multiverse there was pretty pissed off about what they had to say, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Also, let's continue going down the Vince McMahon path. Let's talk about the XFL. The XFL parent company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Monday following the league suspending operations laying off almost all of their employees over the weekend. Filing lists the organization with assets liabilities each in the range of $10 million to $50 million, with the largest creditor listed as St. Louis Sports Commission at one $1.6 million. Seven of the league's eight coaches are also among the top creditors. The XFL released a statement in the matter laying blame on the coronavirus pandemic. Owner Vince McMahon has not spoken publicly about the organization's demise. One more thing related to sports. Let's go right there. The 2020 NFL Draft will air on the NFL Network, ESPN, and ABC this month. The league announced on Monday that ESPN and NFL Network will offer 
singular presentations while ABC will present its own primetime telecast for round one through three. In addition, a simulcast, the ESPN and NFL Network telecast of round four and seven. The rounds are set to begin on April the 23rd and end on April the 25th, with also them covering an ESPN Deportes and ESPN Radio. So before I forget, I want to bring this up. I know that right now this has been a pretty rough time with everything going on. So if you do get a chance and you are having suicidal thoughts, there's a couple different things that you can do real quick. National Suicide Prevention Hotline is available for you. They're open 24-7. They can help you prevent suicide. The Lifeline provides a 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention, and crisis resources for you and your loved ones, and best practices for professionals. If you need it, assistance or more information go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org or call 1-800-273-8255 that's 1-800-273-8255 or a three-digit number for suicide prevention recently the fcc recommended that 9888 will be designated to national hotline crisis so that's something else to think about so if you do need some assistance in that please don't hesitate about going to either the website which is suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org or call 1-800-273-8255. Anyways, before I let you go, I want you to take a look at something real quick. This afternoon, Todd Conklin will be releasing a new podcast with Dr. David Woods about what's going on in the world and how do we start bouncing back. So let me get you to that real quick. Take a quick listen. Coming up next. This is most effective and uh, from a public health point of view, and it's the most economically efficient. And our current situation in the U.S. is right, mostly a function of, the, of our inability to carry out this fundamental approach. Right? Instead, all we can do is restrict activity and shelter in place. So uh, what do we need to be able to do? Well, interestingly... We can resume normal activities to some degree uh, if we can, if, because we'll get a chance to do a do-over. We get to try again. We blew it the first time, and so our ability to relax or target right social isolation kinds of things comes if we can now start to carry out this most effective of actions to stop outbreaks with the least economic impact. SafetyFM.com. So that bad boy drops today at 2 o'clock, or excuse me, at noon mountain time. That's noon mountain time or 2 o'clock Eastern time. I want to take a look at it. Next 90 minutes or so, you'll actually be able to take a, a listen to that new conversation with David Woods. Keep in mind that this will be a special edition. Normally, most of Todd's long-form podcasts don't take place until Saturday. So go ahead and take a listen to that if you do get the opportunity. Also, if you give it some consideration, come out there, come to Safety FM. Or, Dot com. That way you can actually interact with our bot. We can do some different things there. Also, we are currently on Patreon. So if you're interested in actually joining our Patreon membership group there, you're more than welcome on doing that as patreon.com forward slash safety FM. Anyways, always thank you for being the best part of safety FM. And that is the listener. You know who I am. I know who you are. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.